Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. series where we interview newsmakers and uh you know people doing stuff with thrones man <laughs> today all we're gonna do is uh, gene and i are gonna speak about some current events and the uh, texas robotic summit because i know gene was there was, we did a podcast about that earlier in the year we had uh we had a guy yeah. on we we're talking about all of that it sounded really exciting drones and robotics and all these scenarios at the barbecue it's texas and the barbecue yep. and all the rest. Of it. Do you guys like do anything without a barbecue? You know, just curious. Mm, well, fajitas. We do fajitas quite a bit, but uh, barbecue is pretty much a prime staple around here. It's a major food group. It's a major food group. Uh, we got the uh, yeah. So you know, it's good, right? I mean, everybody likes food, and uh, so they're very. I mean, maybe we could just start there. So did you uh, the, the, the barbecue going or what? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was uh, man. It was a real meat fest up there. We had uh, every kind of burnt beast that you could imagine up there, and along with all the trimmings and the fixings, and uh, there was a bunch of folks there. Let me tell you. Um, you know, we had Tom Prentice on a while back talking about it, and uh, you know, I got to say, of course, there's no no mistaken that, you know, I'm a public safety guy, you know, fire and search and risk and all that good stuff. But um, if you are in that sort of thing, this this one was the one to go to. I mean, it's uh, you've got like-minded individuals. And, and interestingly enough, we had them from both sides of the country, the top of the country, the bottom of the country. Uh, we had L.A. L.A. was there. New York F.D. was there. And uh, we had some folks from the northern tier, Idaho, Illinois, those sorts. And it was just kind of a, a really eclectic group of public safety folks, and there was a lot of knowledge being shared up there. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds good. And, but more importantly, when you said fixes, which you're not kidding. <laughs> I, I'm all about the fixings. But, uh, yeah, no um, – you know, uh, 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 there are lots of different scenarios and things, and I and I do want to. Uh, I'd like to run that down, but also, you know, usually we start the show and we talk about some current events and um, you know whatnot and uh, chagrin and all the rest of that. And one of the big ones uh, that happened down there in Texas, maybe you'd like to talk about it because it also ties back into SUS news and, you know, the way back machine and all the rest of that. Yeah. You know, it was uh, interesting because if our listeners will remember, they may have to go back a ways to, to kind of get this one, but <laughs> the, 
The River of Blood. I'm sure that uh, that probably rings a bell with any of our hardcore grown aficionados, but uh, up in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, there was a guy that was flying around, you know, I, I think it was something like a Cracker Barrel, or, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, a really advanced aircraft, but he was trying to do some some adjustment with his camera, and uh, he imaged this creek that uh, quite literally ran red with blood. Right, and, so uh, for anybody anyway, that, that kind of can, can see that with Game of Thrones or something, no, it was a drone story. Yeah, it, it was a drone story, and uh, uh, it was uh, a slaughterhouse, a, a, a processing plant that was uh, dumping into the street. Anyway, it, it caused a big kerfuffle here. There was, you know, fines, heads rolled, the whole nine yards. And uh, anyway, what sprang forth from that was legislation. It was uh, kind of knee-jerk re- legislation on how to control drones. And uh, right. it it really clamped down on things pretty big. And uh, there was a lot of squalling and squealing, and, of course, it got immediately challenged. And it, it's taken this long, but uh, it was challenged. And uh, it was repealed, I, I believe it was Monday. Right. And now for unconstitutional. Just for- for for context for the listeners, you can it, that that story was from 2012. So if folks wow. want to go back, you can go. Yeah, you can go to the SUS <laughs> news page and search or even Google it. You know, SUS news and uh, River of Blood or whatever, and the story comes up and talks about it. Uh, you're right. Now, what came out of that is, uh, you know, you can't dump. Uh, you know, blood into the river, whatever, you know, and there were fines and, and, you know, people got fined and people, you were right, you know, it caused a big curve level. People were uh, upset and it came back and they they, they had that legislation, which couldn't take, you know, uh, drone pictures and stuff. I mean, it's totally ridiculous, but it shows you how much pull uh, those uh, people had, you know, that industry. So it's interesting, you know, that it took this long. And it is one of those things. And I, I think that's another issue with, uh, you know, and it ties right back into the drone thing is, yes, okay. So you can get some bad regulation, uh, which chills the First Amendment in my estimation, because um, the public has a right to know on this stuff. And then you throw it in the courts and it takes t- uh, 10 years for it to get resolved. 10 years of my life's ticked off. I'm not getting it back. Kind of how there I feel go. about the uh, the FAA and the full NASA integration 2015 that didn't happen and everybody acts like nothing's going on. Um, anyway, they, you know, some of that is going to lead into our other current event stories, and uh, you know, um, I, you know, I, I did want to uh, talk about that. You know, we've we've got uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. So this thing in the Ukraine. It's a lot different than what you know all the sandy wars that we had for the last 20 years because i guess you know most of these people that we this asymmetrical warfare thing they didn't have good propaganda they didn't have you know the chicks on tiktok with the guns and you know uh everything else that we're seeing now and what we're really seeing is the consumer electronics thing coming to the forefront of war We've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but you know it, it brings it brings another um, 
thing to light and and that's the open source code and you know if you're not flying the dji there are a few other manufacturers um that are out there working but a lot of people are using you know a, a couple of the open source uh open source hardware open source code and it's being used out there on the battlefield and it was funny yeah. when it first came out everybody oh you know we don't want any military connotations because this is the silicon valley anything that has any dod content con- uh, connotations is is just bad automatically bad can't do anything with it, which is ridiculous because Silicon Valley started because of the, uh, the, the huge military aerospace industry here in uh, California. And I don't know if yeah. people know that or not, but, uh, you know, Steve Wozniak's dad worked for a, uh, you know, aerospace company and got blem transistors from from dad's company uh and without them there would have been no homebrew you know pc club and no homebrew pc club and basically most of silicon valley the bottom falls out of most of silicon valley so that's that's a total misnomer you know that we're not we don't have any uh let's say attachment to, to the military industrial complex. But fast forward, you know, uh, not only uh, is, is that stuff happening over there, but also we've got blue UAS running the same thing. And, and, you know, it's, it's kind of like we've talked about DJI and I just don't want to beat up on DJI. Uh, Cause some of this open source code, you got some of the same deal. Nobody's vetting it. Nobody knows what's in it. Um, and everybody's using it. And they say, well, it's our own code. It's, we got some of this stuff in here, and I know that you're a uh, programmer guy, Gene. Uh, so, I mean, have you ever gone through any of that and looked at what's what's going on? People putting seven lines out of ten with the open source oh, yeah. code, yada yada. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you can get a baseline on just about anything with ArguPilot or any of those ones that are out there. It's just it's it's out there. Um, the GitHub is where everybody hangs out that uh, does code, including our friends at DJI. That's where their uh, their little software developer's kit lives. And, uh, you know, you can get out there and find just about anything that you want on the dark web, obviously. And uh, some of it's good code, some of it's not so good code. But uh, you take that baseline, and, man, you can start building on it from there and doing just about anything you want. Yeah, my issue with that is, you know, that uh, nobody's really vetting that. I, it, it's, it's. I, I don't know if people think like it's a magic box, you know. Okay, whatever. Uh, but, but it, uh, you know, it goes right back to what I'm saying too on the uh, capabilities deficiencies that we have here in uh, the United States. So, you know, you got the, the everybody wants DJI at the DJI price point, which is great. You know, um, if you can use it Um, or, you know, second best is they have got to go to, uh, you know, the open source stuff. And there are, you know, there is some proprietary code, but even that proprietary code, I bet you's got, uh, you know, some open source stuff in there. I know even DJI was using some open source stuff. They didn't disclose it, of course, whatever. Kevin uh, Finister found that out. Um, So, you know. That to me is not a solution, not a permanent solution, another band-aid 
on the, uh, you know, got like a whole box of Band-Aids on that one cut. So not really working too good for me. And then um, you got, uh, so on Twitter, there's a total dust up, you know, and you got uh, Tevin's out there and other people are involved. And because he's, you know, he circled back uh, to the DJI code and he's finding other stuff in there. And it's like, I can't even, I can't even keep up with it all. Uh, it's just going, uh, you know, there's like, like, you know, 20 or 30 tweets a day about it, what it is. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit that I don't understand, you know, code, what's in there and all the rest of that stuff. But, I, you know, he's posting it and talking about it. He's been reliable, knows what he's talking about. And there are more issues. Um, and, you know, he's also talking about uh, some of the stuff of the open source uh, code and some of the issues and the hypocrisy and whatever else. So, going back to the original at- kernel. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say I've spoken with Kevin at length, uh, and, uh, yeah, he knows his stuff. Smart guy. I mean, he's a really smart guy. And uh, for him to pull off what he did with uh, DJI's code, I think is pretty significant. And, you know, when, you're, when you know what you're looking for, you can get in there and find those back doors and find little, little uh, trap doors that open up when, you know, and wherever they want them to. So it was, it was pretty embarrassing for him, I'm pretty sure. But, um Obviously, it was enough for them to go after him. So, uh, yeah, it's there. It's it's real. And uh, those things that you're talking about with the code, I mean, there there are so many people that use toolkits. And uh, what it is is blocks of codes that block, blocks of code that uh, is already written to do certain functions, and they'll just take them out and plug them in, right? right. So there's where you start introducing some of the holes and some of the the things that could be easily exploited. Right. And, and, you know, so, and the other thing to think about, uh, you know, I've talked to someone about uh, the DJI code, you know, cause we were, we were talking about uh, software certification years ago. Yeah. There's, you know, some, like 2 million lines of code or something, you know, it's, it's crazy, you know, it's a crazy amount of code. Yeah. And then I don't know, you know, even that, that Boeing case, the last one was the hardware and they, Pilot got off because the FARs don't say uh, software is a part of hardware. And, you, you, you know, it's such a big mess and a convoluted problem uh, with the regulator and the FARs. And I'm sure you've got a, a FAR aim book. Anybody that's suffering from, you know, uh, insomnia can, can, can use it as a cure, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, convoluted mess just a complete uh poop show um you know oh well it's all safe and everything else that's you know i i think uh it needs some work but whatever the case anyway so that's that's one thing i think that going on over there you know the, the different things going on we talked about some of the videos i just it's it's hard to believe and maybe since because we're so close to it or whatever, I don't know. But it's, it's really hard to believe that at this time, at this juncture, that uh, people are in denial about the technology. And I know why they're in, te- in, in denial. You know, uh, one of them is, uh, I, I, you know, and I posted a story about this a few years ago. Uh, it was basically... Um, how DHS, DOD, ICE, and Skydio stole my DJI narrative. 
And if you look back <laughs> over the years, you know, just to two, three years, whatever, uh, four years, even if you want to go back to 2017, this, this information has been out there. You know, it's the same deal with the, the drone regulation where people are like, oh, there's regulations for drones. You know, uh, man, come on. Nobody's buying that. You know there are. You're just in denial. And it's the same thing with the, uh, you know, let's say the security issues with uh, where we're at in drones. Uh, you're in denial. And the reason you're in denial is because 70% of the people doing drones as a servicio are using, or more, maybe even 95% are using DJI drones. And if you're not using DJI drones, you're out of business. And you have, actually have those people lobbying Congress to go light on DJI because we need them for our business and everyone's in denial. And, oh, no, they're not spying or they're not, you know, agents of the PRC and yeah, and. You know, so the message uh, there is, is, yeah, they're bad. Yeah, we need another solution. Uh, but no, we're not going to let anybody else come in and be a solution because uh, we want these capabilities at this price point that's ultimately funded by the PRC CCP. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a pickle, you know. So, I, I you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, my, you know, I have a solution. I don't, you know, put a bow on that after we 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 come around here, you know. So you got, um, you know, there's there's uh, this is the springtime euphoria that we have uh, a lot of the time in this industry where everybody's like, it's kicking off, we're going for it. The US, FAA UAS symposium is coming up, which I can't get a, uh, I can't even get a call back on a press pass. It's really pathetic. <laughs> You know, um, you know, AUVSI is the firewall, you know, I, I, maybe they need that 350 bucks. I, I just don't even know, you know, maybe it's, it's that close. Maybe that's the deal. You gotta have paid access to federal officials. So we, the wheels of ad, advocacy rolling, um, or whatever, I don't, I don't know, whatever you think you want to educate the, the, uh, the masses or whatever, but anyway, you know, you know, it's going to be uh, in April 28th or whatever. Oh, we just had to be on visual line of sight arc. This is what's going to happen. UTM's coming, even though, you know, we've been working, the, the government and like GE has been working on, you know, UTM since 19, probably the late sixties, you know? So yeah, any day now it's happening. Yep. Uh, we're going to use yep. standards. We're going to do all of that. Oh God, it's going to be great going to happen and that's going to be the rah-rah thing and you're going to have a bunch of idiots running out there oh i got to have the best buy and buy some more dji drones i can go out here and do whatever i want to do it's going to be great and you know we've got 86 beyond visual line of sight waivers which the majority are actually extended visual line of white sight waivers 86 of them in the country with 330 million people which you know we both believe there's probably more than 330 million people here you know, nothing scaling with that with that kind of uh, you know the FAA Part 107 favor waivers. You're, you're not scaling anything up. It's it's, it's ridiculous to even uh, let that pass through your lips. In, in my estimation, what do you think, Gene? <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> I I think we've got uh, in Texas. I think we added another 15 million people here in the last year. You know, with with the way the border is, so at least I know that's funny as people say that about uh, 
how do you know there's all these people in California? I mean, supposedly there's this like max mass exodus out of California. You wouldn't know it. The traffic's nasty. There's people everywhere. Um, the housing values just keep skyrocketing 20 something percent a year. You know, so, you know, it's obviously uh, somebody's coming from somewhere. Uh, yeah. I don't have time yeah, to look are. into that, but whatever, whatever the case, uh, I look at these, uh, you know, and I, and I think that even the cheerleaders are starting to with the AAM thing. I mean, it, it, you see these renderings of these vertiports that obviously cost you know millions to build with one heliport thing on it, and, and I'm like the the renderings don't even make sense. It's obtuse. Uh, you know, oh and, yeah, well yeah, we're gonna be Joby's gonna be flying next year. It's gonna kick off. We're gonna be everywhere doing you know, Miami. You're gonna go see Pitbull and ride the it's like uh, you, you people are uh, I, I don't even know who's investing in this stuff I'm, I'm wondering if there's like some kind of uh, investor psychosis or you know I mean I, I, it's, it's even worse than drone 2.0 but whatever man hey it's not my uh, well maybe there is some of my retirement money in there I don't know yeah, <laughs> gotta look around yeah, I, I pretty much got out. You know, I was like, "Hey, man, this is." I, I don't know when the bottom's going to fall out of that deal. I just don't. I don't. I, I'm still trying to recover from the dot com. You know, I don't know if you have a retirement, but <laughs> I lost a lot of money in 2020 or uh, 2000. <laughs> I lost. I was going to say, wait a minute. I don't think I've ever. I haven't recouped uh, all the money I lost in all of those high tech stocks that went south. All I got out of it, it was a web van, uh, you know, container I still have in the garage or in the basement. I, I got that. That's what I got to show for it. Yeah. Um, See, I can go a little yeah. further back. I can go to the B2B. It was the whole B2B thing that killed me. Yeah. It was like, look, it's going to be those milk bone dog biscuits <laughs> and uh, some cat food. That's mm-hmm. <clears throat> the, the retirement uh, food plan. Got all the food grips right there. Um, yep. Yeah, that was a that's a tough one. So you know, and then even uh, funnier. So you know, then the Europeans are like, "Oh God, use space!" And the lady that was over there at Iaza, you know, she had a four year term. She's like, "We're doing use space 2020. It's kicking off." And then everybody's like, you know, beating the drum, and they got the pom poms. It's got to be great. We're kicking it off. It's all going. We're going to have new space. It's going to have new TM. We'll, we'll have uh, AAM. Oh, God, it's going to be wonderful. I mean, even my last guest we had on, he's doing drone delivery, and UTM's going to be here next year or this year. And it's all predicated on standards that haven't been vetted or don't exist. You know, it was just some edict, like, you're going to get it done. You're going to do it. And so nobody knows what the standards are. There's no clear, concise you know, verbiage on how to get there. Just make it so. So I'm not holding out much hope. And I'd say even the cheerleaders are starting to say, hey, man, wait a minute. You know, there, there's no birthday party in here. So I, I, I just, it's like, okay. So, um, you know, uh, it'll be great. You can uh, go to these meetings and sit there and, and listen to people lie to your face again. Uh, about what what the progress is and, and whatever the regulator I'm saying, and people there hustling to uh, try and you know shake uh, some money out of the trees. I guess it's it's good money if you get it. I, I just 
it's comical how many people have uh, in this industry, the high flyers and big companies decided to quit uh, and, and move on to some obscure startup. And, you know, it's funny. I, I laugh about that with old timers, you know, how many people yep. have we seen fall from like, Oh, it's kicking off next year. And, you know, <laughs> Oh, many, there, there's too many to name. That list is very, a very, very long list. Oh yeah. It's funny. You know, and they're all that buddy guy's negative. He's a jerk. You know, it's like, all right, well, you know, let's see what you can get up oh, fired. Oh wait, no, you're leaving for some obscure startup. You're just tired of the private jets, the money, the prestige, the butt kissing. Can't take it anymore. I'm out of here. You know, I mean, I, that's happened no, to you it, probably in the last 50 times in the last 20 years. You just get tired of all uh, that money. So many times, I, you know, but I keep coming back and, you know, I've given up on my first million working on my second kind of a deal. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it never gets old. Oh, I think we're going to see a whole other round of it. It goes hand in hand with the cycle, you know, the FAA. Oh, you know, there's another thing, you know, even with the beyond visual line of sight arc, right? So we had uh, Doug Marshall on and he reminded us that the, the uh, small UAS arc, right? We got the recommendations, <laughs> which is basically, yeah. you know, what we proposed to the RCAP of guidelines and before even the arc kicked off, and, you know, it took seven years and four months for them to come up with what I'm I'm going to say is is uh, was not a heavy lift. And uh, people think this beyond visual line of sight and UTM and all the rest of that's going to kick off, man. And uh, when, if, if something really simple took seven years, how you know how long do you think it's going to take before this UTM thing is is rounded out? You want to, you know, give an estimate? Uh, no, I'm not even going to go there on that one because, like you say, we. How many times were we told, you know, hey guys, give it eight months, ten months max, you'll be flying, right? Uh, and we know how all that turned out. But uh, yeah, yeah give not, it eight. You know, and, it, with, and, it, and Patrick, what I try to tell people is, it's not that we're pessimists. We are really, really optimists. We just have a track record. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, that, and, uh, you know, we've seen this just happens every couple of years. It's the same cycle. It's just the regulatory wheel of suffering. It's just, you know, it is what it is. You know, um, it's funny you said eight to 10 months, whatever year. That's about what it takes to get a waiver. You know, that, and, you know, maybe 10, 20, $30,000. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. But, you know, uh, you know, I'm persona non gratis. I'm, I'm kind of like kryptonite here because these, these, these guys don't, they don't want to hear any of it. They don't want to hear, hey, look, you're making 200000 whatever. God bless you. A year, you know, pushing a peanut around, kicking the can down the road. And meanwhile, you know, the United States is uh, slipping into the backwater as far as aviation is concerned. And even, you know, they, they talk about the inclusivity and, uh, you know, oh, we got to have it everyone and we got to have STEM and it's like yeah okay those are that's great you got to have all that but if the you have the root problem and the root problem is is you don't have regulation that's going to allow this industry to flourish or scale in uh, VC funding talk uh, the rest of that stuff is just busy work and move you know and anybody with with you know half a brain should be able to see that it's like you know if you don't the government is supposed to you know and again this is for 
<laughs> the old timers. The government is basically just supposed to be able to facilitate opportunity, you know. And I think people have lost sight of that, you know. It's like that's all, you know. You just facilitate up a little opportunity, and uh, and and you know, we're supposed to do the uh, the old Yankee ingenuity and work hard and all the rest of that stuff, but then you can. Uh, go out and you know innovate and build things and and uh, you know build the railroad and stuff, right? You remember that, Gene? I, I do, and you know what really kind of struck me when you're when you were making that little uh, that little statement there. You remember there was an administration here just a couple back that uh, very pointedly said to all entrepreneurs and business owners that you didn't do that. We did that. The government did that. Do you recall that statement when that was made? I did. I think you know that kind of uh, you know kicked the the legs out from from under that notion that you know that, that we're here to 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 support opportunity. Oh, oh, absolutely, it did. It did. All things come from you know the the centralized government that we currently enjoy. Yeah, well, that's university talk. Um, and university talk is what we've got now. We've got, uh, I, I would say, university administration model trying to run the country. And it's just not working. It, it, I don't, you know, you can be a wishful thinker or whatever. I'm, I'm a pretty pl- practical guy. Um, this, this, uh, this dog ain't going to hunt. You know, that's all there is to it. But whatever, you do whatever you want. I got my three jobs keeping me busy just to, to stay afloat. But, um, you know, I, I agree. That's, that's not, uh, you're, you know, the, I mean, there, there are things that, like the roads, you know, people, oh, you're socialist if you like roads. That is, you know, we're paying taxes and what we're, the, the return that we're getting from the highway system. And I think that they stole that from Germany because basically Germany, when they, they opened up the Autobahn and the highways, uh, there's a market for cars. There's a market for uh, trucks. There's, you know, transportation and logistic hubs and all the rest of that stuff, which, you know, some of the UTM thing, if the government built some of that um, or facilitated some of that would definitely help. You know, it's like what they do with the airports and, and then you've got air commerce and air, uh, you know, money being made off of those different industries, um, which I think it's time to even revisit some of that. And maybe it's, you know, socialist. I don't know to say, you know, people need education in, in aviation. Maybe that should be free. You know, you can go get your pilot's license, you know, or something. Wow, that would be education. a concept. Well, you know, I've said this before, you know, that uh, the Commerce Department and the CAA before the FAA, and, you know, we, I think we've talked about this, that the competition could swing a dead cat and or a live cat or whatever. And not hit, you know, um, some some company involved in aerospace. We had all of those different companies, you know, North American, Douglas, you know, all of them. Uh, you can just go on until the cows come home. Hughes, you know, uh, Hiller. I mean, it just goes on and on. And there are all these companies. Uh, and there was lots of innovation because of it. And, and that's because these companies were run by different people who – uh, had different ideas on on how to solve problems. And that's another thing you probably remember. I mean, you know, it used to be back in the day, you know, 70s, even probably in the 80s, you could, could get the guy running the company on the phone. 
you know, and, and talk to him. That's true. Hey, That's true. Yeah, and, and that, you know, it's a, you get some uh, minimum wage person on the phone if you get past the, um, you know, the recording automated message. System. Yeah, the automated Exactly, system. and I'm not deriding the minimum wage person, you know, I'm just saying that, they, you know, hey, we want you to be the uh, firewall. Okay, well, you're going to train me? Nope, you just sit there and answer the phone. So, you, you know, it's hard to uh, get anything done, whatever the case. But uh, anyway, I, I just uh, – you know, that, that just doesn't, that's, it's not a, you know, the, you, the STEM thing is great, but you got, you know, you're throwing away good money after bad because you don't have the opportunity. And it's the same thing with the inclusivity thing, man. You, you throw out, you know, you, you you have the full mass integration like Congress told you to do, 2015. There's going to be tons of jobs. And in those jobs are going to be people from all walks of life. And that's just, this is not, it just, you know, Everybody's acting like uh, we're in, uh, you know, Selma, Alabama, circa 1950 or something. You know, there's just no opportunity for anyone. I, it's just not true. There's no opportunity because there's no uh, bandwidth or or uh, pipeline. You know, there are only a few companies uh, doing this, and there's not really. I mean, you know, I, I was over at Jonathan Rubrik's website, and if you look at the graph on, you know, companies selling drones. I mean, I, they're, they're, he's got a graph, you know, 3D Robotics is on it, uh, GoPro's on it, a couple other companies that are out of business are on it. And besides that, all the other people, you stack them up, and they're not, they're not even I, – I don't, I don't know if you'd even have 10% of what DJI's selling, you know? And, and is that That's, because yeah. we don't have – We don't know what's – What's going on, especially with the the whole blue list drones that are going on, and that's kind of a, I think that's kind of a way for the government to um, kind of not totally do a protectionist market right up front, but uh, it does at least provide incentive for U.S. makers to go in there and 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 try to build something comparable that will go out and compete com- compete with it, but. Yeah, it's just um, unfortunately we haven't seen it yet, and, and uh, the blue list has been out how long? Two years now. One. Well, even the, even the blue, the blue list has got problems, you know, and the people that the companies that are on the blue. I mean, there's, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm doing a lot of this, uh, you know, DOD contracting thing in my other job, and uh, you know, it's it, it's it's uh, it's an issue. And, you know, people are looking for quick fixes. There are no quick fixes. Uh, no, you know, no, get, and, and, you know, we, we, I, I say this, too. You know, it's funny. It's people like, you're anti Chinese. No, you know, you gotta, I think you've got to emulate the Chinese model. Uh, they have an ecosystem. They have a lot of money, mill and a half by, by some reports into the country. So, you know, that's what you're talking about. I will say that, you know, they, they are uh, coming up to speed. There are new programs. They're putting more money into it. They're starting to decide. DIU has actually put out a uh, – well, that's the Defense Innovation Unit – finally put out a um, request for someone to help them, you know, discover and vet technologies and whatever else, which is something I pitched to uh, the, the Navy and Special Operations Command in 2010. And at that time, there were still people hanging on with, in the United States, as far as manufacturers were concerned, with different capabilities. You, you probably remember that because you were one of them. 
<laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. and I would even at the time I'm like, hey, you need to tell. Okay, this exists. You know, oh, you don't tell. You're full of crap. You don't tell. You know, whatever. Those people, a lot of them have either been bought out and shelved or went out of business or whatever else. So I'm glad to, to see that. Um, I'm not applying for that because if you do, then you're kind of precluded from bringing any of your own technological solutions to the table, uh, whatever. Uh, you know, again, I think there's good intentions, and I, and I just don't know that they're well enough thought out. But it, it's good to see, you know, we're, we're moving in the right direction. Navy's doing the same thing. Um, people are starting to, hey, we need to, we need to get out there. And, and I think what it is, too, is, and you probably remember this too from the uh, the uh, mid two thousands and all the rest of that when the military started to get into the drone thing, and I think they were fall- sold a, a false bill of goods by the, the vendors, and uh, you know, I was even having a conversation with someone else yesterday about Aerovironment, and they're like, oh, you know, they had advocates and the military wanted this stuff, and you know they were able to do that, but they were also able to do that with Access Five. Uh, you know, NASA came in and gave several companies a bunch of money, including General Atomic and whatever else. <clears throat> and then what we're seeing in the Ukraine is you can buy Turkish drones for a million dollars copy that can kind of do the same thing uh, as, as, a, uh, as a predator or reaper or whatever. And it's, um, you know, 30 some odd million dollars cheaper. And you start yep. having, you know, 10, 20, 30 of those shot down and the bill racks up pretty quick. So the other issue we still have even here, and this is, you know, there's there's like the, the sniff test. You know, in the Beyond Visual Line of Sight arc, you had um, Aerovironment and Boeing in situ, you know. And I'm not, you know, okay, yeah, you got some smart people there and whatever else, but that's nobody wants that stuff. You know, sorry. So, and, and you can't buy it. You know, I've, I've made jokes about that. I tried to buy a Puma. I think it was at Farnborough. And I uh, went up to the booth and I, you know, you got, you guys take, you got financing, the bad checks. What, what is it? I'm ready to take one home today, which <laughs> couldn't, couldn't buy, you know, because uh, it's such an advanced and sophisticated technology. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, you know ITAR, what? ITAR and the Commerce Control List is a funny thing, isn't it? Well, that and, you know, the $250,000, you know, the check would have been bouncing all the way to the bank. Because I don't have that kind of money laying around to, uh, you know, spend on Oh, come on, Patrick. Oh, come on. I'm going to have to get a night job. (laughs) (laughs) You know, any any thoughts in closing on the convention? Well, you know, I, I think... A big problem that we've had is with that ITAR and Commerce Control List. You know, if the folks who remember our CAPA will remember that uh, we actually petitioned the ombudsman. Do you remember that? Are you talking about the Commerce? Because I I remember uh, remember 2009, the last last meeting of the ARC, I called that dude. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Family show, because I can't. Exactly. I'm at the meeting and we're getting poked right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the conversation uh, did keep going. But yes, I remember reaching out to the ombudsman at the uh, Commerce Department. Yes. (laughs) uh, They called over to the FAA and the FAA was like, oh, yeah, we're 
just having this arc we're on it and it was going to be a few months and everything is going to be kicked up no problem he's overreacting so that's that's what we ah. went down with that so ah. you know and we were we were going to talk about the robotic summit we kind of glossed over all that but uh you know so at the texas robotic summit what was what was your uh, what you know what was your favorite thing was there a certain scenario was it uh, a session? Was it a training? Was it a, a technology? What what was it? What what uh, what made it all worth it for you besides the fix? Well, I, I I tell you, yeah. Besides the beer in the in the uh, barbecue, uh, no, <laughs> beer it was too. Uh, it was a that's right, the beer too. Uh, there was a really good spread of uh, not only new tech and hardware and stuff like that. There was some good uh, uh, good software stuff out there. Um, you know, they had uh, uh, a very uh, modest, uh, I would call it, uh, vendor tent out there. But, uh, you know, you had the big ones out there. You had BGI and your friends at AeroVironment and uh, several others. And, and you got to look at all their stuff and, you know, put your grubbies on it and, and touch it and feel it. And that was always good. But I got to tell you, more than anything else, you get these people that come from all over the place and they're starting the program. They have tried to share as much information as they could. It was a fantastic information sharing sort of networking sort of deal and finding out people what people are doing, what agencies are doing with what drones and, and how they've done it. And, you know, granted, um, uh, I think that DJI, with their 85% of the market share, if you will, there's a lot of agencies that have invested a lot of money in that, and I don't see how they are going to be able to make that transition. That, that was one of the big discussions. Obviously, Florida, you know, having, you know, outlawed Chinese drones for state use is kind of a first step. And there's a lot of other states out there that are looking at it as well. And everybody's thinking, okay, am I going to have to replace my, you know, the 300 here next year because somebody's going to pass a law? And, uh, you know, they're here with the new M30 that's got all the new buzzers and whistles on it that they've come up with, and it looks great. So what do we do? And then, you know, there were some folks there with uh, with blue drones as well and uh, uh, some very large drones, which I really enjoyed, you know, watching the big large drones fly. And you know, we kind of watched Rantizo's big birds. And, of course, that's a DJI as well. Uh, we only had one crash that I know of. And uh, that was uh, actually visual observer error, but uh, we won't go into that. Um, so, you know, it was, uh, it was not just one thing. Uh, the, you know, the, I've spent a lot of time out on the speaking circuit, going to all the commercial shows, Intergrown, you know, all that for years before COVID. And, you know, typically I was a speaker, and I was kind of involved in that end of it. This time I got to go as a participant. And it was great, you know, not having the pressure of having to do, you know, some sort of presentation, that sort of thing. And then, you know, having to support it afterwards and, you know, defend your whatever your statements were. So it was really pleasant to go out there and uh, meet with the people that I have discussed stuff with for the last, what, 17 years now? And get their opinions, and it was it was great. It was like a old folks reunion. I'm sorry. I, I guess 
somebody made the statement that, uh, you know, I was one of those ones that was uh, uh, probably the most underrepresented generation just because of my age and that I have been doing this stuff while most of these guys that are attending the show were still pooping yellow in their diapers. So uh, that, that kind of gave me a little pause for or calls for pause, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it was a good show. It was a really good show. Windy as all get out, didn't stop anybody from flying. They were still flying. Dusty, we had all that great Texas dust flying into our barbecue while we were eating, and it was just, man, it made everything just right. Oh, yeah, I thought that was, uh, the, the, the dust was seasoning. It's, uh, that coming to yeah, territory. Yeah, they, yeah, the the red dust is a little hotter than the the, the black dust, but yeah, it's it's okay. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, yeah, well, uh, it, it is interesting. Uh, I know what you're saying too. The pressure you got to, you know, it, it does kind of detract from the enjoyment or being able to just be the wide-eyed participant and see what's going on. So, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's it interesting. Really you know, so we had we had this, and it's mainly like first responders, whatever else, and maybe you saw that news story too, where you know, crimes up 300 and something percent in uh, New York, you know, and uh, they're like, oh, we're going to use drones to fight crime, which to me, I'm seeing, uh, you know, uh, the clickbait drone story right here, because really, uh, crime's up 300. I mean, and I'm not a law enforcement expert, you know, I've just been on the planet for 50 some odd go around the sun and uh, you know the problem there is, in, is enforcement you know and uh, the courts and stuff. <laughs> I don't think you need dro- drones to you know battle crime uh, you know you've proven that you can do it I think that uh, there's another issue and I and it's funny you know so the clickbait and then the, I think what's going to happen is they'll go out and buy all these Chinese drones and then either some legislation is going to come in and say you can't use them, or they're going to figure out that uh, the drones aren't Batman. What do you think? Uh, you know, I think it's, I think everybody's got a pretty good idea of what the capabilities are and how they fit in. Uh, I don't think anybody has any unreasonable expectations, but they do live up to the, to, to the reputation of being a force multiplier. You know, and, and whatever your perception of a force multiplier is and what it does for your agency or your public safety service, it's true. It does. It is a force multiplier. So well, I think it's pretty I'm, well grounded. All right. Well, you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm not sure it could be a tool, but, uh, you know, if your prosecutors aren't prosecuting. Well, uh, I mean, know, we I, I'm not going to go there on that. I'm not going to go there on that. And uh, well, we're you know we're seeing it here in uh, California. They they passed a law, and uh, you know if you steal something that's under nine hundred and fifty dollars, it's a, a ticket. It really can't even stop you. And uh, it's just crime has just gone rampant. You know, but I, I you know yeah. I think it's uh, prosecutions. Uh, you know, dumping. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, that's a whole different story. If anyone wants to figure out how not to run your state, come to California. Real quick, and uh, we can we can help you out. So the other uh, thing I wanted to ask, so you know the DJI, the new bird, how, you know what's the IR look like? You, you know, is it is it pretty good? Uh, is it clear quality? What, what, what's... Well, well, I mean, come on, um, because of 
the said ITAR and Commerce Control list, we as mere mortals are never going to get anything past 640 by 512 resolution. That's it, you know? And uh, for you computer people out there, that's not even VGA. That's not even close to, you know, 720 HD at all. So, I mean, it is it is what it is. Uh, it, it does okay. It's uh, it, it's just like a FLIR, even though it's not true blue FLIR. Uh, you can still see pick up thermal signatures. I I haven't been able to dive into the accuracy and how you know what their resolution is temperature wise, but uh, you know for the public safety use is typically done with a with a FLIR. It's it's perfectly acceptable now. One of the things that I will say that kind of gets my goat a little bit is um, that uh, 48 megapixel effective camera. Uh, right. You know that is that's just smoke and mirrors, folks. Um, you know if if you're looking for a pretty picture with uh, all sorts of file bloat, uh, then that's the camera for you because a single image in that uh, what do they call it? Uh, software enhanced resolution uh, is 25 mm-hmm. megabytes. Okay, so if you want to send that in an email, Google will tell you, uh-uh, you ain't doing it. Is that how people are communicating these days? No, I'm kidding. I'm being facetious <laughs> on that one. So, so, so anyway, you know, uh, uh, so anyway, wanted to finish on that one. You got a 12 megapixel imager, and it, it, it's kind of the same way with the zoom you know the, the zoom camera the 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 z30 that they had out there the the zoom that would go you know like two and a half miles you know and you can read a license plate it was a it was a three megapixel imager right it's all glass it's all optics that's what it's all about mm-hmm. same way with this uh this uh this new camera uh it's really a 12 megapixel imager so if you really want to get the resolution on the ground that you're used to seeing with your Phantom 4 Pro or your your uh, Mavic with a Hasselblad warning sensor on there, uh, it ain't going to be there. And I don't know that That's folks really recognize that yet. So That's it's smaller, it's lighter. You know, they, they've done all that, and we've predicted that for years, is that the, the, uh, the payloads are going to get smaller and lighter, and, of course, that leads to longer flight times, and they, they say that uh, it'll get 41 minutes. Now, I think that's optimistic. But, uh, you know, there you wind. go. Yeah, yeah, especially in the wind. Uh, so the IR, I mean, you know, I, I was, I had, uh, let's say, concerns about the partnership with FLIR. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I just don't understand how you're going to do business with this company. I mean, I understand the capabilities and you want to sell cameras and all the rest of that. But I mean, you're going to have to. Give them some of your secret sauce. And we know who likes to reverse uh, engineer stuff. Um, and now, I think that's already know, done. Yeah, so, you know, I, I don't know. Whatever. You know, whatever. Uh, I mean, I've noticed the, the new owner, the Teledyne folks, have really dropped the uh, whole uh, partnership thing like a hot rock. Yeah. So, whatever. I, you know, I, I whatever. I know the, the IR thing and the nighttime capability thing. Is, uh, it's a game changer. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. So um, that's cool. You got to see some new stuff. Uh, again, but I, I know they have different, like, vignettes and, 
and scenarios and areas, whatever. Anything, uh, anything just like really stick out, or did you just where the whole thing was just awesome? Oh no, it, uh, they had like a Huey up on a platform, which uh, you could go out and fly all around it and do a 3D model of the Huey that was sitting up on the platform. The old 212, you know, the old Vietnam era, you know, ride of the Valkyries kind of. 212 that uh, was static display up there and you know you could you could practice your stuff they had obstacle courses out there of course mist was out there they had all three of their courses set up uh and we're running them everybody can fly those uh, uh the lake of course is is always a big draw we didn't have i was uh surprised to see that we didn't have any uh maritime robots in there or any submersible robots in there like we did last year because, uh, you know, I thought that was a pretty big hit. But, uh, you know, you could fly way across the lake and they had a tower, a pedaling tower up there, and uh, it had targets in it you could use to you know, check out your FLIR with. And uh, so there was a lot of stuff to do and see there with, with the technology that was brought. You, I mean, you actually, you actually got to see it in action and go do stuff which was pretty good. And, you know, the, the whole demo conundrum that you have, every time you start it up and you got a bunch of people looking at it, something falls off, right? So that was there, you know, and it was <laughs> one of those things where people were scrambling and, and trying to fix stuff right at the last minute. Typical, typical demo stuff. And it was kind of uh, warm the cockles of my heart to see everybody struggling with their hardware to try to make it go sometimes. Right. Well, that's kind of the uh, that's kind of, that's kind of the fun of the show, you know, um, is to overcome, uh, let's say those those technical issues. Um, but it's hard when you're the guy. But you know, those demos that's that's kind of where the rubber meets the road, and you've been out in the field uh, yep. plenty of time and and know yourself that uh, you know it's kind of that Murphy's Law deal that yeah, uh, if yeah. it can happen, it's going to happen, you know, yeah. uh, if it can go wrong, it'll go wrong and all the rest of that. And it does happen, but uh, that's being a professional and overcoming that, you know, either checklist or whatever else is part of the name of the game. So overall, you, you thought it was a uh, a good thing. Um, worth going to, you're going uh, back next year. Yeah. No question. I've, I've, you know, I'm going to make my reservation next year simply because I think it's probably one of the best, most focused shows that you'll go to. It's not real big, so you get to talk to a lot of people. You get to meet a lot of folks that are actually using the equipment, and you get to see equipment that is relevant to what we're doing out here. So, yeah, yeah, totally worth it, totally worth it. Excellent. All right. Well, you know, uh, thank you for the report, sir. And uh, it sounds like that was a it was a worthwhile event to uh, spend time on, which is great. And I hope people uh, hung around to the end on that. <laughs> the low down because we did kind of the, the the middle kind of got uh, into some of the issues, but uh, <laughs> definitely yeah. uh, I think some some uh, good content there on some of the issues, and hopefully that'll be food for thought for people to go. Ask questions of their civil aviation authority and say, "Hey, uh, why is this taking fifty years? What, what's going on? Why, where, you know, uh, why are you, you know, how if we, you know, where's the opportunity? Where's the, where are the rules? Where's, you know, we're ready yeah. to go? And I think, I mean, 
it's been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, even the show that you just went to. Uh, you know, we don't have to talk about use cases. Or, oh, is there a use case for, you know, we, there's, you know, lots of use cases. That, that answer or question's been answered. So now it's like, how are we going to, how do we get from point A to point B in a, in a fashion? Yeah, let's so, make it go. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, while we while we still can uh, hope to have a domestic, uh, you know, hardware industry. But anyway, all right. Well, besides all that, I guess till next week, Gene. Uh, I don't know. We, the show might be dark next week. I got a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, thanks for your uh, thanks for the report, and uh, we'll talk soon. Hey, everyone, be safe. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.